What's up, all my fellow Lightwalkers? Welcome to another episode of In Flow with Tyler Hardy. And on today's episode, I'm super excited. I've been, you know, chomping at the bit to record this episode all week because we're going to be doing something a little bit different today, something that we haven't done before, which is a Q&A format of Inflow. So basically what I did is I reached out on my Instagram and asked for people to submit some questions to me, things that they're wanting to know, or, you know, maybe I could help shed a little bit of light on and give some guidance on to the best of my ability. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I've got some amazing questions. I've had a lot of people send me questions and I I've, you know, narrowed it down to a good list. Um, so I'm going to try to answer as many of those as possible within the allotted time that I have. And, you know, most likely I'm going to use the full amount of time. And if I um, go past that, then, you know, we might do another episode or, you know, we'll just kind of flow with it. I don't want to water down the answers. I kind of just want to go with, you know, what I'm feeling and really not, you know, diminish the value of the content by, you know, keeping the answers super short. So if it feels right to, you know, kind of flow with a particular question for a while, then that's what we're going to do. And if something can be answered really quickly and simply, then, you know, we're just going to kind of flow with it. You know, that's in, in name of the podcast itself. We just want to be in flow with the questions and everything that's going on. So without further ado, here we go, guys. So I had some amazing people write in, some good friends, some people that I don't know that well. So I'm just really excited to kind of get into it and, you know, try to shed as much light as I can because, you know, life is tricky. It has a lot of duality. There's a lot of, you know, different variables going on. And knowing that every single person has their own unique, unique experience that they're going through is you know, adds an extra degree of difficulty to it because, you know, the goal of the podcast is to, you know, have it resonate with as many people as possible and for it to really hit home. So, you know, you're getting a lot of good value out of it and really gaining a lot from it. So basically, um, yeah, let's hop into it. So first question that I got is from a good friend of mine. So let's see, just looking it up on my phone at the moment. So Let's see. It says, how can one contribute unconditional love in the life of others without giving too much or allowing it to become one-sided or abusive slash taken advantage of? And I think that's a great question. I think that's something that a lot of us deal with is we've all been in those relationships or, you know, on any capacity, intimate, non-intimate business, you know, whatever, whatever area pertains to you, where it feels like you're giving and giving and giving. And I think that it, this is, there's two parts to this to answer this essentially. One, I think that being able to give unconditional love it has to be with the note that has to be without expectation that you're going to be receiving anything in return. Because unconditional love, you can't expect to receive when you're giving. So that's a big part of it. So if there's a good chance that you're, you know, giving and giving and giving, there's a good chance that, you know, there's something internally going on where you maybe you have a trauma from your past or childhood that, you know, you've always been a people pleaser. And in order to get someone's love or receive love, you have to be giving and giving and giving when at the end of the day, that doesn't really work because of the fact that you're going to end up with the gas tank on E and you're not going to have anything to give at some point, it really, you know, wears on your mental health and spiritual health and physical health for that matter. So I think a big thing is, it's just knowing that when you are giving love at any capacity, it's got to be with the no expectation that you're going to be receiving anything in return because expectations on other people and their behaviors and actions is what sets up for disappointment because you can't control what someone else does or how they perceive things. All you can do is you can control your attitude and your actions. So your attitude going into a situation like that would be I'm giving an unconditional love because I have the capacity to do so in this moment and I'm doing it without any expectation of anything in return. So when you do that, you go into it knowing that, you know, you're probably going to be giving and you may not receive anything back and that's okay. But when you go into it expecting to receive something in return, that's a good surefire way to be disappointed because you're expecting and putting expectations on what someone else is going to do or how they're going to react or how they're going to respond to the situation, which generally speaking from my experience is kind of ties back to some sort of trauma from your childhood where you were giving and giving and giving with the expectation to be loved in return. Like you almost had to work for love, which isn't the case. Like you don't need to work for anybody's love. People are going to love you. The right people in your life are going to love you regardless. They're going to give it back to you. It's going to be synergistic. 
Um, I think a good thing that I do uh, have been doing as of late is when I meet with someone or I talk with someone or have an energetic exchange with someone, I take note of how I feel in the moment when I'm around them. And then afterwards, you know, or before I meet with them and then afterwards. So if I'm feeling great afterwards and I feel on top of the moon, then that's probably someone I want to be spending more of my time around. If you end up constantly in situations where you're around people where it's like you're giving for approval or love or you're just giving and giving and giving, and you're not receiving anything in return, there's a good chance that that's probably not the type of people that you want to be around necessarily. And it takes discernment. That's another part of um, what I was going to mention is that as you get more reps in life, as you keep you know progressing and understanding and gaining more emotional maturity and going back and healing traumas and things that cause you to be the way that you are, you start picking up the ability to discern which kind of people you want to be giving that unconditional love to. Because when you give unconditional love to the right people, it's amazing. Like you love it. You're, you know, you want to keep giving and giving and giving, but at the same time, it's filling your cup up. It's, it's adding value to your life as well as the giver. So I think a big thing with that is just making sure that you have the awareness to recognize how you're feeling pre-meeting with someone or having an energetic exchange and how you feel afterwards. And also know that it's always, there's variables to it, right? Because some days like that person that makes you feel amazing when you're around them, maybe they're not having a great day. So it's also knowing when to, you know, give that love and when to, you know, just be there for the person, or maybe it's not a good day to be around, or maybe you're not in a good place too. You need to check in with yourself before you just go giving and giving and giving. You need to say, am I, am I in a place where I have the capacity to give right now? Because even the most like highly gifted person who is just full of love and is like busting at the seams, like they're going to have those days where they, they're not at a capacity to give. Like there's days when I get on to podcasts and like, I'm not in the place to give like the best message that I possibly can. And it's, it can be tough sometimes because I always want to deliver the very, very best. So I figure out ways of how to get into that state. Like how can I get myself consistently into that state to deliver the best information that I possibly can? So my advice on that would be to, again, incorporate more awareness into your life. Like you're going to get more reps each and every time. Eventually, if you're being aware, you're going to start to notice which people are, you know, you're able to easily without effort, give unconditional love to, and it feels good. It feels right. You're in right relation with that person. Like I like to say, so just know that if you're feeling like it's being abusive or you're being taken advantage of, you need to look at it and say, is it truly that like, and look at it from a third person perspective and say, you know what? Am I really being taken advantage of, uh, advantage of, or am I allowing myself to be taken advantage of? Am I allowing this to happen? Because more often than not, people take what they're given, right? So if you're constantly giving, no one's, most people aren't going to say no to that. They're not going to be like, no, no, you're giving me too much love today. Like most people don't do that, right? They just take and take and take. So you have to look at it yourself and say, you know what? I have to take some personal responsibility in this situation and say, you know what? I'm allowing myself to emotionally, energetically, spiritually, physically compromise myself because I don't know how to use the power of discernment yet because I just haven't honed that in yet to know when it is and isn't a good time to give that unconditional love. So again, tapping into your body, focusing on what it feels like. Are you at a capacity to give that kind of love today? And I think that you see that really often with people who are parents, like they're always giving and giving and giving, and then they expect their children to be this certain thing. And when they're not, they get really frustrated with them. And then it creates a really poor relationship between the parent and the child, you know, and that's just one example. So hopefully that kind of answers that question. I think that having awareness, the ability to discern and also checking in with yourself on an emotional level and making sure that you're capable of giving that love on that particular day at that particular time is really ultimately going to allow you to have more emotional awareness and get you to the point where you don't feel like you're getting the life sucked out of you when you are around certain people or having expectations that, you know, it's going to end up a certain way when you give that love. So just knowing there's, that's pretty much the main gist of what I would say would be the way to answer that question essentially. So moving on. So why is our generation so addicted to social approval, specifically social media speaking? And this is a really powerful one because 
I believe the reason for that is because all the attention's on social media, right? Like social media is just this big highlight reel. People want to post like nothing but like the good things that are going on in their life. But most people don't see, you know, the anxiety and the depression and different emotional states that are people are going through. Like me personally, like when I'm not feeling great, I don't post much on social media because like I do want to, you know, present my best self forward. But, you know, sometimes again, like checking in and having that discernment and awareness and saying, you know what, like, I am not in a place to be posting like the best content possible. Like, so I'm going to take a day back. I'm going to recharge the batteries. I'm going to get feeling good, get back into my, you know, normal high functioning operating state where I feel great all the time. And I just want to make the world a better place. So it's just having that awareness, you know, but I think that the big thing is, is that again, all the attentions on social media and when you've got, you know, it at your fingertips you can see like the most beautiful people in the world you see the most fit people in the world you see every single thing that you don't feel like you are because you're looking at a picture through a device of someone you're probably never going to meet in your life so it kind of takes you out of reality for a minute and personally like i've noticed that in bringing more awareness into my life is that I take note and my good buddy always, you know, mentions this. He's like, take note of how you feel before you get on and after. And if that's the case, if you're feeling worse when you get off, then you're poisoning your soul. And whether that's the people you're following, the content you're consuming, or just, you know, the way that you use the, the social media platforms as a whole, because I, there's a, a large majority of people who use it for the good. So start seeking out those people that make you feel better, that make you laugh, that make you start thinking in different ways. So again, like I think that everyone's just addicted to it because it's where all the attention's at. People seek external validation outside of themselves and it's one of the biggest traps that you can fall into in my opinion because when you do that, when you're starting to place your value on other things that are outside of yourself and your own self-worth, you tend to be disappointed or you achieve what you want to achieve. And then it's never enough because you get into that comparison syndrome of, you know, this person has more than I do. This person's better looking. This person has more money, like whatever it is that kind of hangs you up on that is, you know, what you need to be aware of. So for me, the big thing is that, you know, it's how you use it. Social media is not the problem. The problem is how you use it, how you consume it, the quantity in which you consume it. So in my opinion, like I have like completely, you know, kind of reframed like the way I use social media. Like I try to stay off it as much as possible if it's not for a productive reason, you know, because you can get caught up in that mindless scrolling and scrolling. And before you know it, you're watching videos about things that don't even matter, have any application to your life because you end up the spiral spiraling down this hole of things that don't really matter and that's the big thing that I think a lot of people deal with so in my opinion it's refraining and having the emotional awareness and intelligence to know like okay am I on social media for a good reason and ask yourself that when you before you hop on or while you're on there like am I doing something productive am I connecting with the people that matter to me am I consuming content from someone I really look up to am I you know, promoting my business, like whatever it is for you that would be considered productive on social media, then do that. You know what I mean? And and it's never to knock on somebody because there's a lot of amazing people that are on social media and there's a lot of people that use it for personal gain. So it's just reframing, reframing what it is that you're using it for. So in, in my opinion, like I don't care to be the most like popular person. Like I use it to share my message and what matters to me and promote you know, companies that I think are, you know, doing the right things in life. And that could change over time. You know what I mean? Like if I start my own business or, you know, whatever I'm doing in life, it, it, the context in which you use it can completely change. So I just think it's where the attention's at. I think that's, you know, it's going to be where the attention's at for a long time. So it's just what you can do personally is take a look at it and, and really define how you're using it and take, you know, more awareness as you get on and get off and see how you're feeling throughout the day and how that translates into other areas of your life. Um, and then let's hop into the next question. Hopefully that answered that one pretty well. Um, it's kind of like a very broad spectrum question. Um, so let's see, is it our duty as light walkers to help others find the divine within them or is it a path they need to find on their own? And as a healer, how do you create boundaries or not allow yourself to feel obligated to help everyone that needs it? I think that's a great question because I think that it's instead of an either or, it's a yes and. And that's something that I've really picked up um, recently is instead of having to pick, 
it can be both, which is really awesome because you can look at it from a different perspective. We can change the lens in which you see it. So for example, um, in regards to finding your divinity or like, you know, what you believe in your spirituality, you know, whatever resonates well with you, you've got to think, right? Like there's been so many people along your path that have helped you in so many amazing ways. And I'm sure that you're very grateful that they've helped you. And there's also been people that have made it more challenging for you, right? So I think that you have to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad and realize that you would not be where you are today without, you know, someone else helping you along your path. So having gratitude for the people that have helped you and assisted you along your path, it allows you to have a different perspective on it. But at the same time, you know, you can help someone, but they have to be ready, willing, and able to receive that message, right? You can, you know, be red in the ears and red in the face until you, you know, don't want to even talk to a person anymore because you see what would benefit their life or if they're, you know, following a certain trait or pattern and you can see that and you go, like, you're like, come on, like, like, it's so simple. Like, you're just doing this to yourself essentially, right? But at the same time, some people need to learn, you know, at their own, you know, pace or they need to learn by example or going through it. So it's having that discernment of like, okay, is this person that I'm talking to or trying to help, are they ready, willing and able to hear what I have for them? And that comes with like more emotional intelligence and being able to understand like your path and understand how that relates to their path. And if it's a good time to, you know, help them forward with what they've got going on or kind of let them experience it. Because I've got some friends who are amazing. They come and talk to me They're like, Hey, I need some advice. And then I tell them what I think. And it's never always perfect, but it's, you know, what I think is best. And it's very heart centered most of the time. So they take it and apply it immediately. And then I've got other friends that I've talked to who, um, I've given advice to, and it, it takes them a few times to, you know, for it to resonate or it takes a few, you know, tough times, tough kick in the pants to really, you know, for it to set in. So I think each person's different. And when you have the ability to, I really think that you should help someone along their path. Again, if you're in the capacity to do so, right? If you're in a place where you're able to give and assist someone along their path, then then do it. Like, don't miss that opportunity to be an amazing person to someone because I know that if it was the, the roles were flipped and you needed someone to help you along your path and they didn't take that opportunity to do so, you'd be kind of let down, right? So again, checking in with yourself, seeing how you feel. Are you in a place where you can give advice? Are you in a place where you can relate with somebody? Are you in a place where you can help them along their path in a positive way with you know, the intention to make them better. And if that's, if that's a yes, then don't miss that opportunity. Like don't, don't not do it, right? Do it because you want to do it because you love people. Because if you were in that person's shoes and you, and someone had information that you needed or a change of, you know, a paradigm shift or a change of reference or whatever you needed in that moment, you would want them to give that to you. Right. So, but at the same time, like I said, you've got to be, you know, aware of, you know, what person's ready for that and who isn't. So notice how someone's talking to you. Notice how, you know, the questions they're asking notice, you know, there's different things about them that indicate that they're, you know, able to receive what you have for them because for people who are like spiritual, for example, like you can't just like hop into a conversation with someone who's not spiritual at all and start telling them everything you know about the universe and your experiences. They're going to think you're crazy, right? So you got to make sure that they're in a place where they can receive the information. You're not overloading them with information. You're just giving them what they need in that moment. And oftentimes being very simple with things is the way to go. And people who overcomplicate things for people just send them down an even tougher path at times. So simplicity is really important. So I hope that answers that question um, because, again, like in, in talking about the part about feeling obligated to help everyone that needs it, everyone needs help, right? And everyone needs, you know, guidance, right? And it's up to you to be able to discern which people you would actually be able to benefit well. You're better off benefiting like four people on a really deep level rather than going surface level with 50 people, right? You want to make deep lasting impact on people's lives. You want your words to really hit home for people. So just knowing which people, you know, you vibe with, which people, you know, you resonate with and they resonate with you and, and it's a good synergistic relationship. So 
that's my opinion on that. Um, I think that as a light walker, you have very special eyes and you have very special discernment. And if you have the ability and you're in the place to be able to give advice or make someone's life better in any possible way, you should never miss that opportunity. Because if you were in that person's shoes, you would do absolutely anything. You would hope that a person that was in a position to help you would do the same. So just remember, like, it's kind of like the egg theory, what you, you know, do to others is what you're doing to yourself essentially. So just make sure that, you know, you're just very smart about how you go about it. But I I think that you should never, ever, ever under any circumstance, you know, miss an opportunity, miss an opportunity to be an amazing person to someone. Um, Awesome. So let's see, let's see what the next, next question is for us here. Some great questions, by the way, like everyone listening, like I, I love this Q&A format. It makes it where I'm able to, you know, just hop in and try to relate with people and answer questions that are pertinent to them, not just the experiences that I'm having in my life, you know. So this has been an amazing episode so far, and I hope you guys are getting a lot of value out of it. Okay, awesome. So let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, cool. So this is a one, there's two questions here. Um, so in an age where information can be shared instantaneously, do you think that the suffering and pain experienced daily should be paid attention to or ignored intentionally? So when this person sent me this message, I actually gave the person a call because I thought it would be really important to understand where that person was coming from and exactly know what they were trying to get out of the question. Because in life, I think to be able to be understood, you have to understand. So I'm actually really glad that I gave this person a call a couple hours ago just to talk with them about what they meant by the question. So then that way I could answer it as appropriately as possible and make sure that I went with the right direction on it. So what this person meant when I talked to them was basically with media outlets, just the news and a lot of negativity being spread around the world. Are you better off, you know, being paying attention to it and potentially sending yourself down, you know, a dark place because you're eating up that energy and, and people who are very energetically inclined, like they feel the pain of, you know, other people who are suffering across the world. So, or are you better off ignoring it? And I think that's an amazing question and we had a really good conversation about it. So I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it and, you know, try to recite as much as we talked about. So basically my opinion is anything in overconsumption is potentially poisonous for you, right? You're over-consuming, over-consuming social media. You're over-consuming food. I mean, heck, if you over-consume too much water, it can kill you, right? So anything that's over-consuming And again, that comes down to the own person's awareness because some people can tolerate a lot more than others. Me personally, I don't really tolerate um, negativity a ton in regards to like receiving it because um, I'm very energetically sensitive. So I'm aware of that and knowing that for me, consuming too much of negativity, such as the news mostly, that's kind of like what we were getting at is you know, potentially detrimental for my health, my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health. So I tend personally to lean away from it, but at the same time, I also am not ignorant to it. I know that there's a lot of things going around in the world that are potentially, you know, very sad, like the bombings in Lebanon and, you know, anything to do with like um, child trafficking is really like one that hits home really hard for me. Um, So just knowing that those things are a problem in the world and those are things that we need to be aware of. Um, but personally, like I don't overconsume. I don't watch the news because um, I think that the news is generally very dishonest for the most part. Like it's very agenda based. Um, either which way, it doesn't matter which you know outlet you're looking at. I think that it's all pushing an agenda, right? And I think that the news also takes things and puts it under a microscope and makes it seem like it's applicable to each and every single person and puts people into a state of fear, which is the lower vibrational frequency. It's almost essentially a control mechanism. And that's just my opinion. Um, and me and my friend were talking about this, like we don't really give credit to all the amazing things that are going on in the world. Like we don't, you know, put a a magnifying glass on the things that people are doing amazingly and the the changes that are, you know, happening all across the world on a positive note and how many people are stepping out of their comfort zones to, you know, try to make the world a better place. And I think that that's kind of the issue is that we um, are kind of conditioned to consume and consume and consume all this negativity and it really does weigh on the spirit and the soul and it's poison for your it's poison for your soul in my opinion so 
again, I think to answer that question is we need to be aware of what's going on, um, but we also don't want to overconsume because overconsuming can lead to a lot of issues in your personal life, right? So for me, I'm more of like a solution-oriented person, right? I am one of those people where it's like, okay, I see that this happened across the world. What would be the solution to this? How can we, you know, eradicate this issue? How can we, you know, bring relief to these people that are struggling right now? Like, is that, you know, donating right now? Is that, you know, contributing time? Is like, what is it, you know, that you need to do? That's what the kind of the reference that I look at is like, what can I do right now that would aid in the improvement of this situation for people or, you know, geographic locations in the world? Like, what can I do to make this situation better? And I think taking that mindset and that mind frame into it rather than just consuming just to consume, it's like you can consume it and then also be like, okay, like what can I do to help? You know, how can I contribute to, you know, this cause or how can, you know, I do the right thing? Because the power of one is really a, a true, the, one of the truest things ever is one person can make an amazing impact in the world and they can impact so many people that they, that those people go and impact others. And it causes this amazing ripple effect in life. So leading by example and not putting yourself into a, a state of fear or guilt, like, or, you know, whatever you're feeling a lower vibrational frequency because you're consuming too much content, you know, too much news, too much negativity. So I think if anything, if you're feeling that state where you're like taking in too much, then counteract it with being out in nature, um, gratitude work, you know, gratitude journal, like whatever it takes that puts you in a state, like a higher vibrational frequency. I recommend that you kind of balance it out if you're going to consume those things. So then that way you're not just stuck in a perpetual cycle of consuming and consuming negativity across the world. So that hopefully that answers that question that kind of paraphrases and is, um, what we talked about on the phone, which is really awesome. So, Hopping into the next question, um, it says, what are your thoughts on toxic positivity? And this was something that I like was completely actually unaware of at the moment um, when um, this person had sent the question to me. I was like, okay, what does this mean? And that's actually what um, triggered me to call this person to, you know, get some clarification so I could answer the question appropriately. And what this person meant by toxic positivity is... For example, like let's say that someone's um, family member died and this other person, like a friend or something, is immediately hopping in trying to make the situation better through like being positive of like trying to basically change their state and make them happy, right? Which can be a little bit tricky because I think that the person's intentions are amazing. Like they're trying to take care of or console a friend or whatever the situation is, but they don't necessarily understand the importance of being able to feel your emotions. Because I think that if you don't feel your emotions, they store in your body as an incomplete energetic sequence. Basically meaning that if you do not experience and feel it through and embrace the feeling that you're having, it actually stores in your body and presents itself at a later time. And I think that's what a lot of people do is they suppress and suppress and suppress their emotions and those tough, hard emotions of like losing a loved one or, you know, having something bad happen. They kind of suppress and suppress or, you know, someone breaks up with them, you know, whatever the situation is, a lot of people don't feel their emotions. So it represses in their body and then it starts manifesting in other ways. So I think to answer that question is understanding that when someone's in a tough mental state or they're going through some grief or a tough emotional um, situation, I think that oftentimes people do want to try to make the situation better and they have good intention and it's okay for them to try to do that. But understanding that more or less, you need to allow the person to feel the situation and let them go through their own grieving stage and go through their own emotional sequence, for example, like basically letting them, you know, feel every single emotion that's associated with the experience is the best way to put it. Because when you do that, you allow them to properly heal. You allow them to come to terms with, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, so oftentimes, like using this example, like if it were me, I would just, you know, just let my friend know that I'm there for them and that they understand that they're going through some things and, you know, it's okay and, and encourage them to feel the emotions 
and not numb out to them or ignore them. Like encourage them and say, you know what? Like I know it's hard. I know that you're going through this tough emotional situation right now. And this is something you weren't really expecting or, you know, whatever the situation is and just be there for them. You don't even need to use your words. Just your presence is all that needs to be there and just letting them, them know that they're loved and they're not alone in this situation because a lot of people go through loss and hardship in their life and just being that person that's there just being there that's it you don't need to use your words you don't need to do anything just letting them know that your presence is there to support in any way that they need through that situation is really the way to handle that example so i think that using the word like toxic positivity i i I get where they're coming from with that and i understand like but to use the word toxic might be a little bit far-fetched. That's just my opinion because I think that the intention's good, right? The intention's there. Like it's just a friend trying to help a friend, but they don't know how to properly go through those avenues. So properly educating people on letting it, letting people know that it is completely okay and it is necessary to let people feel and experience their emotions, regardless of if, if it's lower frequency or it's grief or pain or sadness or euphoria, right? Like you never want to like ruin someone's, you know, euphoric state or when they're doing really good. So same thing, like you just don't want to interfere with their healing process. So it's really simple. Instead of using words, just be there for them, be present for them, let them know that you're there for them. If you can relate in some way, you know, and it's applicable to you and you're like, you know what, like I lost a loved one too. And this is what I did. This what this is what seemed to help me, but understanding that that may not be the thing that helps them. You know what I mean? Just understanding that it's just your job to be there. It's just your job for support. And when that person's ready to talk about it or come out of the grieving stage or, you know, whatever that process looks like, you just need to be there for them. And that's it's really simple and i think that's the way that that particular situation should be approached so hopefully that answers that question well it was an amazing question something that i've never even thought about before so that's why i love the q a aspect so much because there's so many amazing intelligent people out there that have different life situations and the awareness part and being involved with you know their life is really important to me so hopefully i answered that question well for you guys and then let's see there's another one I'm looking for. What's it? What is the difference between religious being religious and being spiritual? And why did, why do people get it? The two confused. Okay. That's a great question. Um, especially in a world where we're having this radical shift of people who are delving more into the individualized experience of spirituality and defining, you know, what it means to be spiritual on their own terms. So my, my opinion on religion is that, Religion is someone else's spiritual experience that they have that they shared and other people bought into that and believe in that as well. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I think that there's amazing people that are religious. Um, I think it's what you're looking for in life and what you're trying to experience and not pinning the two against each other. And I think that a big paradigm that's being broken is people who are religious not everyone by any means whatsoever so don't take this in the wrong way but like there's a lot of religious people that if you don't believe what they believe then you're wrong and i think that that just comes down to them being very devoted into what they believe in which is you know a good thing and can be a bad thing at the same time right so i think that's what's cool about spirituality is that people are able to have their own experience but also have the humility and willingness to understand that every single person's experience is a one-of-one experience and what they're seeing feeling hearing and experiencing are unique to them so having that tolerance that understanding that we're all here having a different experience i think allows for people who are spiritual to be more tolerant of what other people are doing and understanding which i think is a beautiful thing and something that i you know highly encourage is that we're all having a very individualized journey through life and you know you get to define what spirituality is so I see these pictures on Instagram where it's like two fish and like there's a fish that's in the ocean and it says spirituality next to it. And then there's one that's in a glass bowl that says um, religion, right? And I, I mean, I guess that's a good way to view it to an extent. Like religion is just basically a set way of living life. And if that resonates with you, then perfect. That is exactly how it should be if that's what you want to be experiencing. On the flip side, if you you want to be spiritual and kind of be like free floating and define what life means on your terms, then yes, do that. Like at the end of the day, it's about what 
makes sense to you and what feels right to you. Again, not what you think is right, but what you feel is right because feeling is so much stronger than thinking. So if it feels right for you to take that, you know, spiritually inclined path then do it. And if it feels right to be on more of a religious path where you're in communion with others and it's less of a solo journey, like it's a, it's a group belief, then go for that. Whatever makes you feel like you're living an authentic life is what I, I think is what you should do. And I don't think one is better than the other. I personally um, never grew up in religion. I um, personally have really delved into spirituality and kind of taking like that, that path that's less traveled and just kind of defining what my life is going to be and what I think is right. And that could always change too, right? Like we never know what the future holds for us. Right. And so I think the big thing is just being understanding of other people's situations and not like pinning the two against each other. Like when it says like, and why do, why did the people get the two confused? Right. I think you can be highly spiritual inside of a religion it's just those are the rules and parameters in which you and beliefs in which you live by, right? But if you feel spiritual and you're not bothering other people, then that's completely fine. You can believe whatever you want. I believe that the, the one of the most powerful universal laws, in my opinion, if we followed this rule, we'd be in a lot you know, less trouble in a lot of aspects in life is that I personally believe that anybody can believe and do whatever they want as long as it follows one core rule, which is that it does not inhibit or take away from someone else's ability to do the same thing. Because I think, again, I think we're all here for different reasons. I I think we're all here for different contributions to life. And we get to define that for ourselves, whether we follow a religious path or we follow a more spiritual path or neither. Some people on earth are not spiritual whatsoever or religious. They just kind of go by their own, the tune of their own horn and they just do whatever they want. And that's completely fine as well. Because at the end of the day, you get to define what your life is. And it's not about what other people are doing. It's about what you're doing. And it's about what you're, what you make of your life and not looking at what other people are doing and really setting the rules and parameters for which you live and govern your own life. So hopefully that answers that question. That's just kind of my take on, on the two is that it's not about what's right and wrong and one being better than the other. I think that at the end of the day, you get to decide for yourself and it is a beautiful journey and it's what you make of it. So awesome. I'll top into the next question here. Okay. How does one overcome jealousy in a relationship? I think that this is a very tricky question, but also requires a very um, simple answer in some ways, right? So generally speaking, when someone's jealous, and this has been my experience, right? Like I I definitely have been jealous in previous relationships myself. And I think that we all have times in relationships where we feel jealous, you know, like our partners looking at someone else or we perceive something in in a way, right? So for me, in finding a way to not be jealous in a relationship is I think you need to find someone who's an energetic match to you. Someone that has very similar values, right? And make sure that they're on the same page as you. So again, communication is the biggest part of, you know, I think reducing jealousy in a relationship because you can't control what the other person thinks and does. Right. But you can definitely from a place of, you know, being very heart centered, say, you know what, like, I struggle with jealousy in these areas. I struggle with being jealous when this situation happens because this happened in my past and making the other person aware of it. Then at that point, once you do that, you're able to kind of be on the same um, wavelength as that person. Essentially, they are aware of the fact that you have some jealous issues, right? But at the same time, you need to be looking inside and saying, okay, is that something from a previous relationship? Is it fair of me to take that out on another person? Is it fair to project my codependent insecurities on another person because of a relationship that I had in the past, right? So you have to take a lot of personal action and responsibility in that situation and say, you know what, like my insecurities are leading to jealousy, like, how can I work around them? How can I work through them? Like, what's what's going to get me to the point where I'm less jealous in my relationships? Because at the end of the day, if something from the past is causing you to be jealous, it is not fair of you to take that on another person who you're in a new relationship with, right? So the other, on the flip side of that, communicating that with the person that you're with, right? Saying, you know what? Hey, I get jealous sometimes in this situation because this happened. Okay, what the other person can be doing, or if you receive that from like a partner where they tell you that they've had that experience, it's your job. If you truly and genuinely care about this person to not 
create a situation that would potentially put you in that situation, put you in that place if it's reasonable, right? Like, obviously, like I've been in a situation where my ex's insecurities were like, you can't go to the gym because of the fact that there's girls there. Like, that's ridiculous. And that, that's that person's insecurity that they need to work through. But it's your job to, if you genuinely care about the person and care about aiding them along in their growth and progression, is if you can avoid putting yourself in a situation without compromising who you are as a person and your values, if you can just avoid the situation altogether and it doesn't cause any impact, negative impact on your life, then I probably would recommend that and not forcing that hand. And if you're someone on the other end of it who is, you know, communicating to your partner that you have jealousy issues and then that partner is exploiting that and using that against you and making you feel jealous intentionally, that's not someone you want to be with. That's not, that's not in alignment with your true self and who you are. So it's a dual sided thing, right? And at the end of the day, it takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of humility to be able to admit that you have insecurities and not just, um, um, unconsciously project them onto somebody. So I think that when you're in the right relationship with the right person, they're actually going to help you work through those things and allow you to be able to trust a little bit more and, you know, have confidence in your new relationship with somebody. But at the end of the day, if you're with someone who is um, taking advantage of your insecurities, then you really need to take a step back and consider removing yourself from that situation. So again, I think it's just being in right relationship with the right people and people who are, have the intention to make you a better person, I think would really help reduce the need to feel jealous in relationships. Um, it's also coming from a place of lack too, generally speaking. If you're feeling jealous about something, then you obviously are feeling from a place of lack. You're feeling like you lack something that maybe somebody else has or you're not good enough. And at the end of the day, that's completely untrue. So I think that a big problem, I think that one of the biggest problems that people deal with who are you know, dating in the dating scene is they don't even know who the fuck they are. And sorry for my language. Like they have no clue who they are. And like, it's crazy because for the longest time, like I wanted to be in a relationship with someone, um, but it was coming from a place of being codependent. And I knew that that would bring out codependent behaviors over time. And as I keep, you know, growing and evolving into the person that I'm becoming, I'm realizing, man, I, I know myself to an extent, but I don't know myself fully. And I want to give myself to someone once I know who I am. So that way I can attract exactly the person that complements my life. But really what it is, we've got a bunch of people who don't trust themselves and they're projecting their insecurities on other people. So that's why people are afraid to date nowadays. Like I'm seeing more and more people retract and would rather stay single and safe, which you know, to each their own, like, it's definitely scary to hop into the dating scene because it's, it's, there's a lot of variables involved, right? You think, you know, someone, and then six months later, they're a completely different person, right? So I think that the safest bet and the best way to spend your time and energy is on yourself, getting to know yourself and understanding like, okay, this is where I fall short. This is where I could be better. And essentially, you know, looking for those people that are going to help complement your life and, and vice versa. So I think that jealousy is something that is two-sided. Like jealousy is something that comes from within, most likely from an experience of the past. You have to realize that you cannot project those insecurities onto another person, that when you agree to get into a relationship with a new person, you are giving it a clean slate to the best of your ability, of course, because sometimes things pop up and it pulls you back into that emotional state. So it's a very tricky, touchy subject, but I think that over time, like the more you begin to trust yourself and have confidence in yourself and self-love. And I think, again, self-love is so big because when you display a lot of self-love, you're setting the, um, what you're willing to, to tolerate essentially in your relationships. If you have like this massive amount of self-love, you're never going to let anybody play on your insecurities. You're never going to let anyone degrade you or make you feel like you're less than you really are because you know your value. And I think a lot of people hop into relationships who don't fully understand their value or they think they do and then something happens then boom they, they feel terrible about themselves they're letting someone else project their insecurities or their controlling lifestyle onto you as a person and it really you know can send you down a deep dark hole which i personally have been been through that situation so hopefully that this resonates with someone who's you know kind of in that situation and they don't end up in that same spot, you know, becoming self-sacrificing to make a relationship work. That's not like an energetic match. So 
again, jealousy is something that we all work through. You know what I mean? It comes from a, a place of fear and lack and not feeling good enough. So I think when you're feeling that, you should definitely take a look in the past and see what maybe triggers that or what experience kind of molded that belief that you are not good enough or makes you not feel enough self-love to the point where you're not worried about losing someone if they don't treat you correctly. But awesome. So I think that was a great question. I think that's something that we all really deal with, something that really, you know, hits home for a lot of people. So these have been some amazing questions so far. And I've just like loved doing this podcast. It's we're like 45 minutes in now and it feels like I've been talking for five minutes. So that that just just goes to show the flow. And, you know, I love this stuff. So let's see here. Next question. So. Have you mentioned your opinion on us having free will and unlimited ways to manifest, or do you think some things are just fate? Are our entire lives up to us to create, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, or is there a higher power making shit happen to? I think that's a great question, and I think that this kind of goes back to what I mentioned before, is that it doesn't have to be one or the other. It's yes and, and I think that when you start taking the, the yes and approach to life, I think that you don't cut yourself short in a lot of ways. You're able to experience both because in my personal opinion, um, there is a higher power. There is something that is so much greater than me as an individual. And there's something that I agreed to do when I came here. And that this is just my spiritual belief and it may not resonate with every single person, but my belief is that I was sent here for a particular reason. And there's something that we're all sent here to do or experience or have, or, you know, there's a particular experience that we want to have when we come here. And it's our job to go through the experience to figure out what that is. And I do believe that the you know universe or whatever you believe in God, you know, whatever your belief system is, is lining things up. It's lining up people, places, and experiences for you to basically uncover what you came here for. So I think it's both. I think that in a lot of ways, um, the universe also gives you ideas, thoughts, and, and things to be doing and manifesting into the physical world because there's some things that require a human to be able to manifest things and create things into this, you know, 3D existence. So in my opinion, I don't really believe in in fate as much because fate implies that you have no control of your life. And there was a part in time, probably sometime like like for a brief stint last year where I'm just like, oh, everything's fate. Everything is already predetermined, right? And that kind of takes the fun out of life. It almost makes you feel like you're um, in the passenger seat and you have absolutely no control of where the car is heading and you know what the ultimate destination is. And what I think is awesome is you get to define that for yourself. Like, what do you want for yourself? What do you want your life to be like? What experiences do you want to have? What people do you want to have in your life? Like, what is your dream life? Because the way I look at life is like, this thing is crazy enough as it is. So why is it, anything should be possible at this point? Like, if we can have this world that we live in that, you know, is, was created from something, you know, anything is possible. It's just what you believe and what you know that you can do in this world. But once I believe that once you set your mind to something and you truly decide to manifest something, which is the intention, setting a crystal clear intention, but also being willing to do the work to be able to bring it into, into this existence is it's a powerful thing and i think that if it's what's really meant for you and what's meant for your ultimate you know destination per se the universe is going to put people places and experiences into play that are going to ultimately free you and get you to that place so hopefully that answers that question i think that you are collaborating with um, a higher intelligence and a higher source because no one's ever taught the way i know this and this is why, why i feel this way is because all of these things that I say, I've never read in a book. All of these things that I, you know, tell people and all this like wisdom that I don't know where it came from. I wasn't taught this by my parents. I wasn't taught this by, you know, uh, a teacher. I wasn't taught this through a book. I wasn't taught, you know, most of this through like anything really. It's just something that I know and feel. And that's what's really interesting because where did it come from? It had to have come from somewhere. It had to, and my guess is it comes from a higher intelligence that wants me to share this message with the people that live here, you know, and make people's lives a better thing. So that's kind of my belief and my, you know, take on all that is that 
it's yes and. Yes, you get to manifest and create the life that you want, and the universe is going to help you do it if it's what's truly meant for you. So hopefully that answers that question. Um, amazing question, by the way. I really enjoyed answer the, answering that one. So let's see here. Let me see what other questions we've got. Been kind of firing through them. We're making some pretty good time, actually. Let's see. Okay, this is a really, really good one. Um, I have a habit of beating myself up when I let let my most self-sabotaging habits get the best of me, like scrolling, sleeping, generally succumbing to laziness when there are many things I want to accomplish. How do you encourage yourself to grow in a healthy way rather than a self-degrading way? I definitely get wrapped up in mean thoughts to myself like, aren't you tired of being a lazy piece of shit? That's a great question because this is something that I personally have um, went through over the past few months is like, I feel like this, there was this inner part of me. Like I would say like my higher self is like, aren't you tired of doing this to yourself? Aren't you tired of, you know, beating yourself up? Aren't you tired of like carrying out these unconscious habits that aren't really helping you fulfill your ultimate destiny or get you to the places that you want to get to in life? And like, it's really interesting. It, it feels like you're almost ripping apart because like part of you knows that you need to be doing these things, but like your body and like your lower, you know, your old, I call it my old self. My old self is like trying to pull me back into the f familiar, you know, experiences that I've had, which is, you know, basically to keep me safe and alive, which, you know, usually entails sitting around and not doing anything. Right. Because going out into the unknown implies that you could die and something could happen to you. And my opinion is that you're already, you know, what's the point of living if you're not living out your best life, if you're not, you know, fulfilling your purpose, because a life without, you know, accomplishment, without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, like Tony Robbins says. So in my opinion, this is kind of what I've experienced is like, it's okay. And I actually commend you in a lot of ways because you are becoming aware of the things that are pulling you down and keeping you from living the life that you ultimately want to live. Boom. First step is awareness. So you should give yourself a lot of credit and stop beating yourself up because you're in a negative mindset right now. And that's completely okay because it's so easy to fall into a negative mindset when you're consuming the wrong foods, you're consuming the wrong content, you're around the wrong people, like whatever the situation is, it's so much easier to default to like the negative side than it is to the positive optimistic side, right? So basically what I would say is you should give yourself a lot of credit. You should, you know, give yourself some self-love and realize that you're aware of at least at the very least you're aware of what's going on, which most people aren't. They don't even get to that point in their life where they're actually aware enough to realize like they're, they're self-sabotaging and destroying themselves. So give yourself some credit, give yourself a pat on the back. I think that's really awesome and, and commendable of you to, you know, being aware of that. Now, the other part of that question, I think that, the thing that's going to answer this for you is there's a, my suspicion is this is what I've experienced was there was a, a lack of a definitive purpose or a lack of direction in life. Right. So basically meaning that you know, you should be doing something different and what you're doing isn't going to be working for you in the future, but you don't know where you're going. And the best possible advice that I have for you is to be okay with not knowing where you're going, just knowing that it's going to be a better place for you than where you're currently at. And basically asking the universe or whatever you believe in to provide you with the people, places, and experiences that are going to enrich your life and get you to that level where you're living your most authentic self. And at the same time, though, when you ask for that, you can, you have to, you're essentially going to war with yourself. And that's basically a good way to describe it is you are internally going to feel a lot of emotions. A lot of things are going to pop up for you as you are going through that metamorphosis. You're basically going from a caterpillar to a butterfly and you're kind of in the cocoon right now. Like you're, you're aware that what you, that being a caterpillar isn't what you want to be for the rest of your life, but you don't know that you're about to become a beautiful butterfly and it's going to feel weird. You're going to have those experiences where you, you know, have those negative thoughts that creep in that are like, come on, come back to where you were at. It's safe here. But you have to consciously stop in every second and say, you know what? No. And you have to set, basically set the temperature for what you're willing to tolerate in your life. And basically you have to say, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I want to be the best version of myself. I don't know exactly what that looks like and that's okay. But on the flip side, I know that where I'm going is a lot better than how I'm feeling right now. 
And knowing that, you know, if you, if you look at your life objectively and say, you know what, like I'm right here right now, this isn't where I want to be. And you know what the predictable future is like, it's the same path that you've been living where that's going to lead, then you should be wanting to jump into the unknown immediately. And so a big thing too, is I hired a mentor myself and something that we kind of talk about frequently is if you're feeling those states, like, you know, it's okay. You should definitely honor and accept those things. But what actions would help pull you into a different feeling? Like, what are you trying to feel? You need to define that for yourself. Not what are you trying to accomplish, but what are you trying to feel? Are you trying to feel vitality? Are you trying to feel happiness? Are you trying to feel a new sense of love? Are you, are you seeking a higher level of energy? So you basically identify what you want to feel. And then you want to also at the same time be able to say, okay, what actions would validate those feelings for me? So do I need to be more proactive? Do I need to be more organized? Do I need to be focusing on giving more? Do I need to be more philanthropic? Do I need to exercise more? Do I need to, you know, whatever that is for you, you need to define that and find ways to validate, you know, those higher frequencies and where you're heading. But again, I'm giving you a ton of credit and I commend you and anybody who's listening to this who is in a position where they feel like they are like mentally, they're like, why are you doing this to yourself? And then they keep doing it. You've got to realize you've been doing this for a long time to yourself. You're just now becoming aware of it. So basically changing you and who you are and rewiring your brain and your habits is going to be, uh, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. It's going to take consistency. And the big thing is you need to commend yourself as you are doing it because it encourages and reinforces the um, activity that you're doing. It's encouraging you to keep going. It's encouraging you. And you start getting excited. You're like, okay, I'm actually closer to a new reality for myself that I know and I feel is better for me than my old predictable past. And that's when you start transcending. That's when you start basically becoming a brand new person at the point where you're not even recognizable anymore. And then you, once you get far enough away from it, you start looking and you're like, I would never go back to that. Like you, you, your, your level of self-love and self-discipline increases like dramatically to the point where you're like, I would never go back to that because I love myself so much. And kind of touching into it as well is when you are, you know, in like those states of, being like self-degrading or you know you're carrying out those like lower vibrational frequencies or unconscious patterns like for me this is what was happening was i would be waking up every day with the intention to do something great and then i would end up doing things that i was doing before and then becoming aware that those things weren't good for me to be doing not unhealthy but like time wasters is the main thing wasting my time like going and grabbing lunch or, you know, kind of rolling out of bed late or, you know, going and grabbing coffee when I can make coffee at the house or, you know, just finding ways to basically fill up my day and, and pretend to keep myself busy without actually doing anything productive because there's a lot of people that stay busy but are not productive whatsoever. So being able to define that, like, what are my time wasters? Like, where do I waste a lot of time? Like, what could I be supplementing that time with? Like, could I be doing more yoga? Could I be exercising more? Could I be looking over my finances more? Could I be, you know, gaining skills that are going to give me a higher level of income? Like, you need to be able to define for yourself, like, what it is exactly that you want and get really, really crystal fucking clear on it. And that's the really the, the ultimate ticket because if you're not clear on what you want the universe cannot give you the people places and experiences that are ultimately going to fulfill that for you and also the big thing is go off what how it feels go off what feels right if it's something doesn't feel right then don't do it if it doesn't feel right to you know exercise in the morning but it feels really good to exercise at night then play into that because like don't force yourself into what other people tell you to do you get to define what it is for your life that you want but one thing that's been really, really helpful for me, and, I, and I'm probably going to podcast on this on another episode, is embracing the uncertainty and like moving or completely changing your scenery. Um, and if you're not able to do that, that's okay. Maybe do a, a, you know, a solo trip out somewhere, go you know, stay at an Airbnb and just spend time with yourself and just sit with yourself and focus on how you feel 
and what things you love about your life and what things you don't love about your life. Because I think that there's, for a lot of people, they, we fixate on the negative. We fixate on the things we don't have. We fixate on the things that we don't like. But in reality, you, for the things that you condemn, you also need to you know give thanks and gratitude to the things you're very grateful for and start putting more of that into your life. Okay, like I'm really grateful um, to be, I know you mentioned to me um, that you were surfing, like you started surfing just today actually. Um, or your, your boyfriend told me that. So if you really enjoy that, then go do that more often. Put yourself in a state, put yourself in an environment that changes your state. Like when, on days when I'm feeling kind of groggy, what do I do? Like, okay, what do I like to do? I like to go be outside. I like to go for a walk. I like to go kayaking. I like to put myself into a different emotional state that is going to be able to help me creatively flow. It's going to allow me to creatively get more things done every day. It's going to allow me to be more efficient. It's going to allow me to be happier above all else. So if you're having a hard time with breaking out of that pattern, I highly, highly suggest that you do something that's out of the ordinary that you don't normally do. Go take up something new that you're, you know, not used to doing, change your schedule up, go find a new job, like go get, go get an alignment because the last thing that I want you to do, and this is something that I don't want for anybody on this planet is to get to the end of their life and say, damn, I wish I would have done something different because you can't do anything at that point. It's it. That's it. It's over. And I don't want that for a single person. I've watched so many people, um, working in healthcare, like pass away. And it's, it's, I want people to, you know, have a peaceful transition out of this life and know that they did every single thing they wanted to. And they tasted a bunch of different things and they had a bunch of experiences and their life was full of love and authenticity. And, I think that if more people lived like that, we would, you know, see a lot happier planet. So I hope that answers those questions for you. Again, like just commend yourself for the awareness. That's a big part of it. That's step one. And now step two is, you know, actively taking the steps to completely alter your reality through whatever modality it is that you feel is appropriate to get you to where you want to go. And sometimes it's just good to feel your way through it. Don't think your way through it. Feel your way through it because that'll get you a lot further than thinking. All right, guys. Awesome. Sorry for that short intermission. Um, pretty much done with all the questions, actually. Um, definitely flew through them through them, and flowed through them a lot quicker than I thought. I thought it was going to be about an hour and a half episode, but we got it done in about an hour, which makes me happy. Hopefully, it was packed full of different um, information and you know something that resonated well with you for maybe the question you had or if you're someone who is listening that didn't ask any questions um, or I wasn't able to get to them, then um, hopefully something that you heard in this episode really resonated with you and you can take something away from it. Um, one comment that a, a friend of mine sent to me that I thought was really cool that I wanted to share was um, she said, can you imagine how awesome future generations will be with woke slash conscious parents instilling spiritual conscious practice and allowing them to be themselves? So they're able to tap into their power slash intuition without having to do so much rewiring from their childhood traumas. And I think that is an amazing observation. And I want to encourage anybody who is listening to this to know that not only are you doing the work for you, you are doing the work for your children and their children's children and their children's children and so on and so forth. And the, I commend you and I have so much respect and love for you because this isn't necessarily an easy journey that you're going through. If you're on a healing spiritual journey or whatever it is for you that requires healing and shedding of the old self and evolving into your highest self, then I commend you and I love you and I'm here to support you along the way. Just like so many people have been here for me and supported me. So I'm really excited for the future. Like I know there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. And there's a lot of negativity, but I think that, and I know, and I feel that people are here to completely change the way that we live life on earth. And if you're going through, you know, this journey, just know that you're breaking bad family generational habits. You are transcending lower vibrational frequency by the day. It may not feel like that, but just know that you were chosen and destined to make the world a better place. And I think that that will help you tie yourself down to your mission and purpose. So that way you can ultimately free yourself because I believe that when you have a crystal clear vision on where you want your life to go, life kind of hops in the fast lane really, really quick. And a lot of things really happen and being able to surrender and have the humility to know that, you know, you know what you know, but you don't know what you need to know yet to get to the place that you're going. 
and just know that you're you're kind of on a roller coaster ride but if you remember that you're on a roller coaster it's kind of fun right so just knowing that every single person has their own challenges trials and tribulations and they also have their own wins and successes and it's all part of the journey and if you embrace every single thing and just know that ultimately it's taking you where you want to be and that you're on the path then you don't really get upset you don't get emotionally um, attached to the past and get anxious about the future so Again, this has been probably, I would say, one of my favorite episodes I've ever, ever recorded. Um, We're at the two-month mark of inflow, and the support that I've received from so many of you guys has just been like dumbfounding to me, and I'm so appreciative and grateful of each and every one of you because without you guys, I would just be talking to myself. So just knowing that when you listen and you plug in and integrate and really receive whatever it is that you're meant to receive through this, you know, communication line that I have with you and you have with me, just know that you're not only benefiting the life of yourself, but you're benefiting, benefiting the life of people that are around you and the people that haven't even gotten here yet. So just know that I think that each and every one of you guys are amazing. I've got nothing but love and support for each and every one of you. And if there's any way that I can help you guys, then please, please, please reach out to me um if i can answer a question on the podcast um let's do it i'll probably um actually lean towards q a type um podcast quite a bit actually because um it completely expanded my paradigm in the way that i think and really brought out a good side of my critical thinking abilities because i had to think of things that were things that were i was not aware of before and things that other people are you know think important to their life so and if it's important to your life it's important to my life so Above all else, um, the best thing that you guys can do, like I'll never ask for anything. I'm never going to make anyone buy anything. Like I don't really believe in that um, in regards to like, you know, getting the getting the brand out and getting everything, you know, where I want it. Um, the thing that you can do if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. Um, leave a review if you can as well. I would really appreciate that because it helps out with bringing um, more relevancy to the podcast of so people who don't know anybody that have never listened to the podcast. They can find it a little bit easier or stumble across it. Um, also, if you guys can share it on your social medias, if you're feeling called to it, if you feel like you gained a lot of insight or know anybody who would benefit from it, please share it with them because um, I get screenshots um, on occasion from people who sent it to somebody else or shared it and then one of their friends listened to it and they message and say like they've loved the episode and that encourages me to one keep going but two it expands the reach right it, it expands the the message and I, I do believe that this is an amazing message that me and the people that I've been on have been able to share so the more people we can get it into their ears and integrate it into their life the better Um, but yeah, guys, I'm signing off. I hope that you guys got a lot of value out of this episode and, um, yeah, peace.